You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. We are back after the Thanksgiving break and the band is back together. So Steve and Vicky are both here. Yeah, it's a miracle, huh? Yeah. It's a Christmas miracle. Amen. What'd you say? <laughs> I didn't say Did it. Did you whisper at me? No. Oh, I heard, I, I, you know, today I actually had felt like when I was laying in bed, I felt this little pinched on my arm. There was no one there. And now I heard a whisper. So I'm like, oh, what's going on with the Holy Spirit? Oh. Well, I wonder what he's trying to say to me. I, I need you. He who has ears, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Are you having visitors? I think so. <laughs> I'm glad to be back at the podcast. I think it's been a few weeks, hasn't it? It's been a minute. You were, uh, we had you and Pam, and then you were away, and then we had a break for Thanksgiving. So oh, it's, that's it's right. Been a, Steve did one. Yeah. That's oh. awesome. Well, I'm glad to be back. Yes. Are you glad I'm back, Steve? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was sipping coffee. Yeah. So, so when this uh, podcast airs on Monday, yes, we will have just had our first weekend oh, of Lights of Hope, and but- it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so many people came, and you didn't it come. Was, it was so delightful. <laughs> God for- held the rain back and <laughs> yeah, everything. That's right. But Our prayers were answered. Thursday, the day before it starts, we're in a different boat. So Yeah, we're in a different boat. <laughs> we're, we're Which is Lights of Hope. What is Lights of Hope, though? We've been talking about it a little bit lately. But okay, you, maybe do these you wanna, people. Do you want to yeah. explain? Uh, Lights of Hope is our uh, – we started in COVID, um, right before COVID, and just we felt like Christmas uh, spirit. and Just people were pretty depressed back then. So we started this Christmas light walk, and um, this is going on our fourth year. And in three years, we've had 53,000 people come to a free event, free, free parking. It's, the best way to describe it is um, to, it's like a Hallmark Christmas village, if you ever watch Hallmark Christmas movies. And then you walk in the back of our 91 acres. Um, it's probably a, two or three acres, isn't it, that you got lit up? How many acres do you think you got lit up in the back? Oh, it's probably only a couple of acres. So and then as you walk through this light walk, and there's all these little villages. It's unbelievably spectacular. But there is good news. What's that? Hallmark is just about to finalize a second plot for their movies. <laughs> so let that settle for a while. Steve told a joke. Uh, he saw it on a meme. I got 15 thing. Hallmark movies recorded on my TV, and I'm like, you can watch any one of them and know what happened in the well, other 14. There's another one that says, I woke up during a Hallmark Christmas movie, and uh, it I, it took me 45 minutes to realize it was from a second Christmas movie because they're exactly the same. <laughs> so that's what Steve's trying to say. Anyway, it's a, it's a free event. <laughs> Right, and it's, if you're anywhere in the North State, um, Google Lights of Hope and all the dates and times, and it is a spectacular thing. We're expecting thirty thousand people in, in, I think, seventeen nights, eighteen nights. So we're excited. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So did I answer correctly? That was great. Okay, so be you. be uh, praying for us. Be praying that Jesus yes. is glorified through it. And That's the, what the we crowds want. Come. That's yeah. why we do it. Is yeah. like we're, He's the light of the world, and we are going to not be undercover with the message of Jesus. So it's like. Um, you come for free, we're going to tell you about Jesus. Yeah. Right? That's right. So we get him in there, and it's like our church gets 30,000 people coming to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Makes me very happy. Yep. Well, let's uh, jump into the podcast. So we're going to lean into my 
heritage a little bit. Stephen Vicky didn't really do this so much, but the, the, <laughs> they, they were like, oh, we're doing this, but I'm, I'm just going to go for it. So uh, we're. Because we never know what he's going to ask that's us. That's true. But this, you know, it'll be Monday the 4th, I believe, when yeah. this comes out. So we'll be right, we'll be in Advent. So I, I wanted to talk about the, the four different themes of what Advent. What is Advent, though? Advent is the, the, the arrival, the season of the arrival waiting for Jesus to come. So it's usually celebrated in the month of December. Okay. Each week, churches will traditionally cover a certain theme. So this first week's theme is hope, and then okay. there's peace, love, and joy. Okay. Um, and is it always peace, love, and joy? I, hope, hope, I mean, is it always hope, peace, love, and yeah. joy? It's what Evan is yeah. every year? Yep. Yeah. It's interesting that we've yeah. been around this long, yeah. and I've <laughs> never really stopped to ask that. What I is never that? knew it had, but I knew it was Christmas season. A lot we of people talk Catholic about it. Church, and yeah. Yeah. and we thought, I thought it was a Catholic thing, no. but I still didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So look at so, we learned something. Today. Look at us. Look yeah. at you, Luke. Um, yeah, you we have gr- to come all the way from England. In to England, teach us we something. we grew up all having our little chocolate advent calendars. Advent calendars. So every day we got a little chocolate. They're always advent. Did you say chocolate advent? Yeah, you open yeah. them every night. Open a little window and each day. Twenty-five nights. Chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> but not just chocolate. English. English chocolate. chocolate. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> not American chocolate. Or Canadian chocolate. Anywho, so anywho, yes. everyone thinks their chocolate is better than ours. <laughs> but never. They, I they love it when they Snickers make me bar. taste it. I love it when they make me taste it to prove them right. Right? Yeah. Just, taste this, you, you'll see. I'll go. Yeah, you know, I might need another piece. It's kind of close. Send all your chocolate to Steve Orsillo at the Father's house. <laughs> oh my we goodness! We want to try all your chocolate. Please uh, don't. I'm working so hard to stay off chocolate. Yeah. So hope is one of the key themes of our of our faith, and I was. I was looking a little bit into the idea of of hope this morning and the idea of hope being in the the waiting for good to come, the waiting for Jesus to come, the waiting for new life, the hope in the resurrection. So we're going to look at our scripture, which is in First Peter 1, and let's see what uh, the Lord wants to say today. Why not? Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Would you just yes. inspire us and have your um, way? Yeah, we love you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and defiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith, for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice, even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. So most of the time I was just trying to find out where you were. Yeah, that's why I was laughing. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You've done that to me once. uh, Once. Twice or twice. But it's like I was trying. So then I finally figured it out. And then I was in the wrong translation, so I still didn't figure it out. So I don't think people want you to read it again. However, now I'm I'm privy, so I'm going to reread it as Steve. You asked Steve the first question, or whatever. Go ahead, Stephen. I don't know where to go from that. So I'm yes. Um, so <laughs> what these verses are about is he's just praising God for this promise yeah. 
of salvation, really. As simple as that, you know, um, it's, it's an inheritance, imperishable, undefiled, and it's, we get to have it. It's not going to fade away, and we get to hope for it. We get to believe that it will be ours. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I believe it clearly is we will, it will be ours. Mm -hmm. and, and kind of on a second level, it is ours. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like it will be ours, it is ours, it's almost ours. Right. And it's so... It's, they, the apostles talk like this a lot, and um, in this you greatly rejoice. You rejoice ahead of time for what you're going to receive in the long run. Um, and, you know, he spells it out pretty good that it's it's more precious than gold. It's something to be happy about. And it's seldom does somebody say, how you doing? And their answer be, you know, I have this hope of glory wow, in good. Jesus right. that wow. he's preparing a place for me and that I will one day receive the inheritance that he earned, you know, that his sonship gets this inheritance and he's sharing it with me as a joint heir. Hmm. And that's kind of what this is about. It's about the excitement of what I can't see, what I can't actually show you, but wow. no is mine if I stay the course, if I walk the walk, if I believe. Um, it's funny, James in chap James chapter 2, you know, we have so many debates about works and grace and all this stuff, you know. And in James chapter 2, I don't know how we debate. He says it so clearly so that, that salvation is by, you know, we are justified by works. He says it right there. And it's like... Because he's saying you're saved by grace and that through faith is what Paul said. And then James is saying works demonstrate your faith. And here Peter is basically assuming a faith and he's telling you about your faith and that it's the it's that you're protected by the power of God by faith. It's because of what you believe that you're protected by the power of God in this. You greatly rejoice. And yet people don't rejoice mm. but it's really what it's saying is we should rejoice because we have this incredible faith oh. that if we walk in this walk do these works of grace that our faith is demonstrated and faith allows us to enter this incredible situation of grace where we no matter what we do all of our works are as filthy rags you know all of our works are are worthless except in their demonstration of faith abraham believed god recognized him as righteousness because of what he did jesus comes along jesus what he did earned us this incredible thing i go to the father prepare a place for you well who's he preparing it for everyone who believes how do you know you believe? Because your works of faith say so. And that's what Peter is committing, saying, because you are doing these things, you are living righteous because you are holy as he is holy, filled with the grace and peace of God in the, you know, called by God for a purpose. You have this incredible hope for what is coming. Yeah. And it's like, if if nothing causes that, then it really isn't just us. All mankind are saved. Everyone everyone is waiting for this reward. And that just isn't what the Bible teaches. The sheep, the goats, the branches, mm -hmm. the foundations, the virgin bridesmaids, workers in the field, all of these things, the seed falling along the road, everything is absolutely spelling out that only those who believe in their faith and their belief is demonstrated by faith. So if you fall into that category, what Peter is saying is that you have 
all, you know, all hope. You should actually, if you have hope, you have joy. Your joy is actually not just joy that you feel inside, but is evident to everybody because you know what's your what you're waiting for. You know what is waiting for you. And the reason you know it, like just like what I always say about the being, you know, are you saved? Are you once saved, always saved? Well, there is an assurance of salvation. I don't have to worry about will I lose my salvation? And that's because I can guarantee you I love Jesus Christ and I'm going to love Jesus. That's the assurance. Am I going to love Jesus Christ? And so me standing here with the absolute belief that I will always love Jesus and how he how he says love. I will always with all of my heart attempt to obey him and do what he says, act according to his words. I am assured I know the outcome and I can be excited. I can be expectant. I can just expect the miraculous. I can expect the marvelous in my life. And I and I can look forward to it with absolute certainty. Because I am going to love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I am going to serve him. My days belong to him. And that's really, honestly, who he's talking to. He's addressing the saints. Peter, an apostle, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout this area, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God but the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. That's who he's writing to. Yeah. People who have chosen and are chosen because of their choosing and who are spread all over the place but believe in Jesus Christ, that's us, and then you obey Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in full measure. And because you have grace and peace in full measure, you have this expectancy of wondrous, marvelous outcome. Yeah. You know, the, um, the hope of glory, right? Um, he's our hope, hope mm-hmm. and a hope of glory. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, all the way through the New Testament, I, I was reading uh, Acts today, and just the fact that um, they went through trials, and I think we're always shocked when we go through trials as Christians. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, actually, I think there, uh, as I, I'm 44 years now of loving Jesus, but I think there was a, there was a little bit of a um, disconnect back in the 70s and 80s where we didn't really expect trials, and we really didn't talk about trials, and it was almost like a tiptoe through the tulips in when there's a communication regarding asking Jesus to, to come into your life. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we like to say it better. We, we join Jesus' mm-hmm. life because that's better. You know, he, he's, we're following him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think the hope in, in trials is something that all of us probably should work our whole life to greatly rejoice, to be able to see that all things work together for good, to hope for a a better day and know that everything will will turn out like he wants it to and he's not he's not threatened by trials he's not threatened by death mm-hmm. or, or whatever you know there's these things that happen to us that just totally take our feet out of um, off from underneath us because we have no hope we don't believe and it's like we just feel like that once you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life we're just gonna skate through life yeah. but that's not what he says you know, there's there's a hope of glory. There's you know, it says um, it says in the, uh, it says uh, it says uh, God through faith for salvation, be ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, 
you have been distressed by various trials. Mm -hmm. he, in the New Testament, he never really dismisses our trials. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he knows we're going to have trials. The rain falls on the adjust and the unjust. And I'm like, what are we doing? What's our hope in these trials? At Christmas, people, it's the most suicidal, depressed time. Why? And, you know, Christians, too, it's like, he's a light of the world. Mm -hmm. He came into a dark world. He's a hope of glory. We are celebrating. The whole world stops for 25 days and celebrates the light of the world, the hope of glory, man's hope, redemption. All the songs we sing are not censored yet. And for Christians to really understand he is our hope, mm. he is our peace, he is, he, is, he is everything we need to be lights to the, this dark world. That's good. So if he was a light to the world, shouldn't we be lights to the world? That's really good. There's this um, idea, I think, when uh, Peter's talking about trials here, and I think uh, often we as believers can have this expectation that our, our hope in a trial is for the outcome that we want Correct. rather than the person of Jesus being Correct. being our hope, right? And to how be famous do, and glorified. How do we switch that thinking from Jesus delivered me from this circumstance to I want you, Lord? I believe it's the litmus test of being born again. That's really good. Who are you? What's litmus test? It's how you t how how do you tell if you are you qualify? Mm -hmm. Are you someone who has hope for the future? Mm -hmm. Are you someone that hopes has a hope in the return of Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. Like things will be better. Like death is coming, and even though there's always a, f a creepy fear about death, mm -hmm. do you then say, well, once I pass through, I I I'm assured that things will be better. I'm looking for a better day in 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 my death because of what the promise, the hope I have. And the litmus test, how you test against whether it's you or not you, mm -hmm. is in quiet, in secret, are you different? Are you being born again? Do you love him uh, in, in untold difficulty, like your house burning down? You're, you, we, have, we have a seven-year-old granddaughter die. You know, do you, do, how does it change when, you're, when your best friends die or you're, or you're just total disappointment? You thought it was going this way, but it went that way. And in total trials and tribulations which you're going to go and, through and and when you're in 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 that quiet place where when nobody sees you where you're alone and nobody sees you are you different mm. that's the litmus test do i you know like nobody's here great i can pull the porn out of the closet and, and i can, and somebody's coming got to hide it again mm. who are you in secret who are you in the in your mind when you're laying there and you know you're thinking of something and you're, you want to revenge and you want to beat them to death and you want to, or this person you want to, you want to be sensual with and have sensual thoughts. Who are you in secret? If you're the only person in the movie theater and there, you know, you're alone and the nude scene comes up, do you look or do you turn away? I mean, is it, who are you in secret? That's the litmus test. Are you being born again? Are you transformed? Can you remember who you were? And can you rightly evaluate who you are? And then I think you really can see that this thing is having an effect in you, mm -hmm. that it's changing you. Who are you when no one's looking? And is God really changing you and having an effect on you? Are you a verbal? Are you what one guy called a Laodicean Christian? Are you one that is not all in? And you just basically... You do what it takes for others to honor you as a Christian. You do what it takes for others to accept you. But you don't do what it takes for God to accept you, for God to um, be preparing this place for you, this hope of the, of the future, this, our hope in him. And when 
you have bad things. It's why, 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 you know, instead of yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the way it is. And let's, go. Uh, let's Lord, I don't understand, but I'm with you. So we, you know, I got that. I had this conversation the other day with our 13 year old granddaughter who who lost her sister um, mm -hmm. almost four years ago. I guess it was four years ago. And she was nine when her sister died. And I got to actually communicate this. It's like lots of people lose their children, but, or their sister or their mm -hmm. brother. However, how you walk through it in your family is such a testimony to hope of, of Jesus. Because, um, yep. yep. you know, they made her life for seven years, their, their daughter who passed away, Evelyn, they, they honored that life and to this day is still being honored in ma very many practical ways. Lots of people lose their, lose their child and they're lost. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I have friends that's 17, 19 years of just utter depression and They've sadness. never recovered. They never recovered. And it says, you know, I mean, it's it, what a horrendous thing to happen, and I'm not dismissing that at all. However, what's the hope when things like this happens? What's the hope when, when bad things happen to good people? What Where do you go to? Do you do what Steve said and said, oh, why me, why me? And I think, there, like I said again, I think Christians have the wrong idea of what being a Christian is. I mean, for the love of all that's holy, look at look at what Jesus went through. I mean, just look at the last few days of his life. And, and seriously, you're gonna you know you're gonna ask the Lord why when Jesus went through that on the cross for us. I mean, it's just it's it's like what are we thinking? What are we looking at? What are we reading? What is Christianity? What's the hope of glory yeah. that you're saved and doesn't really matter? Well, are you sure you're saved? Because everything else should matter, and people, you should. Your goal in life is the hope of Jesus returning for you. One day He's going to, mm -hmm. and for everyone around you, is He on the throne of your life? It's really good. There's this, you know, going back to the idea of Advent and Jesus coming into the world, right? There's, and then where we've been at in our church services lately, going toward the cross, right? There's yeah. this, there's, there's a contrast. He's going towards a cross. There's a contrast there, and I think that. You know, Judas and betraying <clears throat> Jesus was this idea of if I if I do this, then I might trigger this response that we're expecting of this deliverer, right? And it that was what his hope was in was in the the deliverance of Israel as the nation, whereas Jesus was coming with a, a way bigger picture of it's not just about this nation right Correct. now that's under bondage, but it's about delivering the whole world. And he calls us into this like bigger picture of my current circumstance doesn't matter in the grand scale of life towards what is Jesus doing oh, so through good. my life or through the world. And I think that, so myoptic. you know, often our biggest struggle is that getting out of that selfish mindset of this, my, you know, my sphere is my, the, my, most, my. the most important and looking beyond to the world. So how, right. how can we, you know, it, get better at that, looking past our own circumstance and our own situation and start to look at the, the bigger picture of what is Jesus doing? Well, I think, all. number one, if this is hitting you, it, yeah. you should probably repent because the world does not revolve around you, yeah. and neither does Jesus. You know, it's like we are so selfish and self-centered, and I'm not, I'm saying I am too. You know, I, yeah. I'm, every every service I'm like, well, that's me, that's mm. me. And not thinking that you've arrived, I think, mm. is good. That You know, I, I, I have everything I need. I, I don't need to go any further up, farther in. And it's like, I think... I think that's amazing. And, and number one, putting Jesus back on the throne of your life, you're following him. He's not really following you. Mm. And that's a constant, you know, moment by moment 
uh, battle as you, you're walking around, you know, Walmart on the first of the month or your road rage or you're getting mad at your husband or wife, you know, it's, it's, but you can't stay there. That's what I love is that um, the Holy Spirit never lets me stay there in my um, dirty diapers. <laughs> that's, you know, does yeah. that answer the question? That's good. Okay. And I think it's so important and it's what we do wrong reading the Bible. What's that? Peter tells you exactly who he's addressing. And so, and so, yeah. well, he's saying those who obey Jesus yeah. Christ. So they're believers. Yeah. It, it, so they're saying. obedient believers. Wow. You know, they're people who believe in obedience. You and I and Luke. Which means you believe in works. Hmm. The works of love. And it's, I mean, we are completely divided on this planet today about that message alone. And what, so what we do is we read these epistles, these letters, without going back to who he's writing to. They spell it out really well, who they are, called by God. I serve as apostle by the will of God. You know, I do these things. And I'm writing to all of you who are sanctified because of your obedience to Jesus Christ. And it's so important. And you get down to where... All of these promises of hope, like if you are not what he's addressing, you have no hope. Hopeless. Huh? And very word hopeless is your definition of life. And you can stand up and say, praise the Lord all you want. You, you really can. But if you're not a person being sanctified and being, and of course, James said, our works sanctify us. Peter says, obedience sanctifies us. And so many places it says these things. You really have no right to have hope. You have your hope is false hope. But if you are somebody that is putting your heart and mind, you wake up in the morning and your first thought in the morning and you go to bed at night, your last thought at night is, man, I just want to belong to Jesus. I just I just want to I want to honor him. I want to serve him. I want to make him famous. I want to I want to show the world his love. And you're going after it and, and you do it through obedience and through mercy and kindness and goodness and all of these things man you your hope should be great and where your hope should be is on your sleeve mm. men should look at you and and when they talk of you they should talk about your great hope man that guy just has a positive attitude about his future he knows talk, where he's going. even if you talk about his death that guy knows where he's going that's he a good one going. yeah it's like that it's so crazy what we shouldn't be if we don't aren't who he's describing and what and many are that shouldn't be. And on the other side of the wait, coin, wait, many are hopeful that shouldn't be hopeful. Got it. They don't, they don't, false hope. they don't do, they live on a false hope. Yeah, delusional. But way more, so many of us that I meet all the time, they have hope, but you can't tell. You got to dig it out of them. Like what, what's, I mean, you're like, I got up this morning. I mean, I'm alive, aren't I? That's what you're excited about. No, no. What about the fact that the Holy Spirit lives in you? What about the fact that you're sanctified? That God knows every breath and every hair and every day of your life. And he knows you and he's with you and he, he never forsakes you and he never leaves you. How come you don't show hope? How come there's no great excitement for this? I get to walk with God. Yeah. And it's, it is truly a constant wonder to me that I meet people and they just don't aren't excited to be lovers of God. They aren't excited to be hopeful about after death. Mm. You know, 
they're absolutely crippled by death. Like someone dies, it's like the end of the world. I believe, but then my mom died. Yeah, but you must not understand where your mom went. She lived in hope. She lived in faith. She was by our side helping us, man. You want to see your mom again? Come walk with us. We'll show you how to get where your mom's going. Because she had hope. She had faith. Babies, kids, small children passing away. Saddest thing on this planet. But the truth is, there's kind of an excitement that they never had to be a teenager and be tempted by all the flesh of this world, by all the deception and decay of this world. They made it, man. They, they won the prize. We miss them. And dang it, what, what, I mean, dang it, why didn't we get to spend more time with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, if I had to trade spending more time with my granddaughter, and then you say, well, to spend more time with her, she had to put up with the world's temptations. I'd say, okay, I, I don't want to put that on her. That's God's call. That's that's God's realm of rule and not mine. And I'm going to just go ahead and surrender and say, Lord, I don't understand. You do. I'm not God. You are. I'm not in control. You are. And it gives you, when you, when you come to that conclusion where God is the Lord, Jesus is Lord, and you let him be in your life and you obey him, it's an incredible, freedom. incredible freedom of hope. Mm-hmm. And hope brings hope freedom. Hope in every situation. What, what does it We're say in First John? in every John? situation. Even when there's leukemia, death, even if it's not the answers we right. want, it's like our hope is in him and we're going with him. If he's the Lord of your life, like Steve said, it's like we follow him, he doesn't follow us. Yeah. And hope will follow you in the midst of trials and temptations. And, and this Christmas season, it's like we should be so hopeful. Yeah. The, the world's getting so dark, so we, sh- so we should be even brighter. Yeah. And he, Jesus... Did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. No, you're good. Jesus doesn't change, right? And I think... Change is not. Right. And what I, what, I, what I like about this passage, like you said, he's addressing the, the obedient believers, and he's saying, you, know, you have this hope and you have this salvation coming. And make sure you're rejoicing in this, even though even right though. now you even might be though. facing a trial. Correct. Right? You remember what I have in store for you. And I think that even now. lots of us as believers can lose that first love or become lukewarm or cold because we we forget about this hope when we face the, the distress of Correct. the trial, right? And ha- Correct. It's uh, everything's great, but now, wait, Jesus, why did you allow this into my life? Or why did this happen? Or now this doesn't make sense with who I thought you were, so I'm going to walk away or I'm going to be offended or I'm going to be hurt. It happens and, all the time, doesn't right? it? It's yeah. almost like a fake hope. Yeah. You have to perform for me the way you wa- I right. want. That's I, right. I have, I have yeah. hope in you. Yeah. I, I, Jesus is going to heal him. I have hope in that. I have hope in him. And then it doesn't happen like you said. And then it, the, the road to heaven is littered with people who once believed, mm-hmm. but they, they were a believer and not a knower. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an incredible difference is that you have to know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And the truth is Jesus and he is our hope of glory. And I think so many disappointed Christians are because Jesus did not perform like they wanted him to perform. And I think the road is littered with people who once believed um, asking Lord, the Lord in hope that something would happen. It doesn't happen. And they, they judge God quite harshly. Yeah, and judging God is probably not the best idea. I don't think so. Well, I think people will sell God. They'll sell God. What do you mean sell God? They'll sell you on God. Oh, sell if you, you on do God. this and this and this, God will do that. Mm. Which, by nature, makes him not God. Mm. Ha. And, and uh, it's like, he is he, God. and I serve him. He changes not. I don't believe he'll burn my house down. Mm. But if he burns my house down, he's Lord, I'm not Lord. 
Vicky and I have faced a whole bunch of things. We've known an awful lot of people who've lost children. So many different uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Just horrible, all horrendous stuff. You know, car accidents, yeah, all kinds horrible. of all kinds of things we've had in our life, drownings, and it's like people face. In my opinion, when you face a really rear-end kicking trial that's totally unexpected and you never believed this would happen to a Christian and, you know, failure of your business, uh, just absolute rip-off, theft, uh, um, betrayal, uh, disease, fire, pestilence, you know. Yeah, we got it. Uh, tornadoes and wind and all the different Crazy. things that God controls – and then it destroys your faith, then you know you were probably believing in something. We're not standing on a rock. Because the promise of the rock is that when the wind blows, your house will stand. And the house it's talking about is the house of faith. And I think that we know we're thinking right on this subject, what Peter's talking about of hope, when our hope is in him. Hope is in him. And no matter what happens, the trials, the tribulations, when you think of the early Christians, they were killed all the time. So many Christians had loved ones killed by just pure evil in the world. And their faith was made stronger. That's because of their hope. Yes, we've lost him for today, but we will see him again soon. I love this one scene in Bagger Vance, a movie about golf. And he's, he's telling this little boy, Harley. Little Harley says, you're leaving? He says, yeah, Harley, but just for a moment. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. I'll see you again in just a moment. And the next scene, Harley's an old man playing golf, a really old man. Jack Lemon's the guy playing golf. And he drops dead of a heart attack. And Bagger Vance is standing at the end of the fairway, waving him in. And it's just, just a moment. Just a moment. It's just a moment. And I think we, we see death of a person in our life today as so final and so long-term. We see fire as such a failure of our faith, such a defeat. Instead of, Lord, you're the Lord. Fire comes, fire goes. My life, my life is long. My life is short. So when we get a diagnosis of the end of our life, and it's such a big, shocking thing, when that is the culmination of our hope, that's the production of our of our blessing. That's when we receive the final gift. We get the prize for crossing the finish line. And yet I think that that's what I mean by a litmus test is what is our attitude towards all these things? And I think that Vicki and I, she told the story. We, we just didn't think anything bad would ever happen to us. And it honestly hardly ever did. Nothing. And then all of a sudden it was just a string of really bad things. <laughs> We faced Down syndrome in our second child with really such been, grace. We, su- we, we ran full blast. We, you know, I struggled. You know, we don't need to go into all that. But really judging us for having a Downs kid, we just, our whole family just nailed it. We nailed that one. And that was really the only thing you would call bad. And if you called him bad, you, you, you've lost your noodle, man. <laughs> that is not a, that is a blessing. That is a, a gift given to us. And it's a yes. great example because then you ask, people see us and say, your family's so blessed by this boy. Yeah, so do you want your next boy to be Down syndrome? <laughs> and no, you know, would you wish them be hit? Yeah, we want to get out of it so often. We want to avoid God's right. lordship of our life. I cannot Let's imagine who Vicky and I would be without that boy. And then, so Sorry, then we had a... He, he doesn't want you to call him boy. A Man. really long Man. time, a really long <laughs> season. I'm, I'm firmly rebuked calling my 40-year-old son the boy. Anyway, uh, anyway, what I was saying that was really, really mattered 
<laughs> was that we had a really long time of just blessed life. And then all of a sudden it started hitting bankruptcy, you know, blessing. crashing economy at just the worst time. Just the I mean, we would have been bazillionaires if it had crashed a year earlier or a year later, you know, just but like. I think just you saying that we were so blessed, so blessed. I think that's a wrong narrative. Yeah. I mean, yes, we were blessed. We, I'm saying what we said. Right. Uh, because that, of the yes, absence of correct. bad things, we're yeah. blessed. Yeah. But the truth is, as we faced all this pestilence, fire, death, <laughs> uh, betrayal, I mean, it really goes on and on and on. We can look back and say the most, the blessedest things that have ever happened to us would be our son being born, our fire burning our house down. Truth, truth. The failure of my business and one fell swoop and the loss of 42 houses and eight and a half million dollars in equity. These are the big, greatest blessings that have ever occurred to us in our world. life. Yep. Um, it's, it's like it's uncanny. Uh, uncanny, you know, that you look at these things. And I will guarantee you that the greatest outcome on an eternal perspective will be the death of our granddaughter. In the end... More people will be in heaven because of the death of our granddaughter Correct. than ever would have been because of the life of our granddaughter, Correct. because of her healing. Legacy. Our son, more people will be in heaven because his Down syndrome life than it ever would have been had he been normal and we didn't even know. Uh, just we are assured bad, we have such hope in the Lord that whatever happens to us, all things work together for good for those who love him. And we sure assuredly love him. We absolutely are assured of our reward, and we look to a future with such hope. We look to the time after death with such hope because of what we believe about his lordship. And we have come about it in some ways in the hard way, but overall, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, the house building, you know, is a gruesome recovery from that, the house burning. And yet, in the end, it was the greatest blessing ever happened to us. It's just These are just such rich and glorious things. And, you know, sometimes we get stabbed in the back in our church. I mean, pastors do. People you thought were your best people, they, they let you down, they betray you, they abandon you, they criticize you. And in the end, when you look at the church that rises out of those ashes, you go, we could have never got here with them. And it's just like, look at the blessing of this. And look how many people are are really getting in deep with Jesus. Their foundation is really getting strengthened in Jesus. But in real because time, you of what, can't always see it. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When it's happening, you feel exactly. like, oh, my gosh, yeah. the end of the world. Yes. I will never trust anyone again. And, and <laughs> yeah, But if, you're, if your litmus okay. test is right, if your outcome is right, you're saying, they belong to God. And right. uh, let's just see what he's doing. Let's yeah. let's Hey, let's wait. Oh. Once you've been through it a couple hundred times, like maybe thousands, <laughs> and as time goes by, you, it you, does you, happen. You'd learn, and that you know, you'd have so yeah. much more hope. You start to say, "Well, let's just wait and see what happens. Let's let's uh, let's let's wait it out." Yeah, let's trust in Jesus. Amen. Let's, let's yeah. have hope. For Why don't we just trust Jesus? Yeah. Let's just hope for the season. Yep. Yeah. My wife, Jesus famous. My wife's kicking me over. Well, and I over. think our time is our time is getting. Well, we, I mean, yeah, we can. I'm not kicking you. Stop! I'm just. I think I'm not less less of so. I think she wants yeah. me to quit talking. Is what I think. But, what do you think? Uh, thank you so much, Jeremiah. For what guys. do you think? Come on, Jeremiah. Perhaps. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Perhaps. You're, Caesar, you're Caesar today. Oh wow. Oh, I like That's that awkward. guy. I like that guy. He gave me a thumbs up. Good job. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Just this this season. 
just think about the hope that's coming to your life in Jesus. in Jesus. You know, that we were once living in darkness, but now we've seen a great light, and our lives Incredible have been light of Jesus. illuminated and changed forever. And no matter what you're facing, just remember who He is, and that you have hope in every Jesus circumstance. Jesus is the reason for the season. Yes, He is. Amen. So have a great week. Have a great week. And, and we'll God see you next you. time. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.